You are listening to Down Home. Some of our listeners might remember a young Nova Scotian named Gary Beals taking the Canadian Idol stage by storm back in 2003. Showcasing his homegrown talent, he was able to launch a music career with a self-titled album in 2004. This was followed by his second album called The Rebirth Of in 2009. Gary joins the Down Home podcast this week to talk about his inspiration for his third album titled Bleed My Truth. Welcome to Down Home, the Nova Scotian experience from two black men. I'm Derek Wise, and as always, we have Jay Jones. What's happening? And our guest this week is Nova Scotian recording artist Gary Beals. Gary, how you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing good. Awesome. I, I have to admit, we actually have at least one thing in common. Uh, my okay. family is from the Cherry Brook area. Oh, last name? Wise. Wise, Wise. Okay. Yeah, yes. yes. Over Lake Loon, maybe. Lake Loon Road, exactly right, my friend. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I didn't spend a lot of time in the Cherry Brook area because I, I grew up with my mother's family over in Halifax, but I spent enough time in the area to kind of get a feel for the community. Right. Um, so to start off, why don't you talk a little bit about growing up in Cherry Brook and how that maybe impacted your love for music? Oh, gosh, growing up in Cherry Brook. Well, the church was the center of the community, uh, which is mostly the case in a lot of communities back home, the black communities. Um, yes. So my the impact of music first started uh, from singing in church, gospel music. Uh, I grew up uh, singing in church, and uh, I fell in love with music from singing in church. And uh, and then just my parents, you know, a lot of music would be played throughout the house. Uh, my parents, my mother, my father, um, they were lovers of soul music, so they played a lot of those classic soul artists. So I fell in love with the soul music, the feeling of it. Um, you know, I love me some Otis Redding, um, mm -hmm. some Al Green, some Sam Cooke, uh, Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight. Um, so those are some of my influences. And so even now, today, when I listen to music, like it just puts me back, reminds me of my uh, childhood growing up. And then, you know, my brothers, they loved, uh, you know, the 90s R&B. So that's when I was kind of introduced. I'm the youngest, so I'm introduced to 90s R&B music. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so many influences, um, so many inspirations come from uh, those genres of music. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, we we both remember the '90s. Oh my goodness, man, that was a, that was a great time for uh, for R and B, and like that yeah. new, new Jack Swing type music. Oh yeah, yeah. man. Oh yeah, that, that music never dies. No, no, you're right. My Classic. my my daughter loves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah how can you go. not? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the like a small black community steeped in the church. Um, you know, from experience, I know how conservative our community can be down home, small C conservative. 
did you see, feel once you started getting that um, success from your music career, did you feel that uh, that appreciation coming from down home? Because I know they're not very accepting of the LGBTQ plus community. I know. Um, yeah, I mean, I've always felt a sense of, I guess, pride and support from my community. Um, always, you know, from when I before singing on Canadian Idol, which most people probably know me from, um, to, um, you know, just singing locally um, throughout different communities and in the church, I've always felt that support and that, you know, the sense of pride. Um, but I struggled internally with my sexuality and it was really conversations that were not had you know, amongst, you know, my family and, and, and also the community as well. And maybe because it's a taboo topic, I think, you know, people don't really understand it or they didn't understand it at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's just something that um, you we didn't talk about. And then, you know, we're so heavily influenced by religion within the Black community, within the Black culture, that, you know, that's not something that homosexuality is not something that you know, we are to be. So I kind of, I did struggle with that internally. Uh, thankfully, I no longer struggle with it. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm in a different space right now and, uh, and it feels good. And just to be able to have those conversations with so many of my friends, um, mm -hmm. so many of my family members, my relationships have really strengthened. They've deepened um, through being able to lead my truth and ex express who it is that I am. But yeah, it's just, you know, just understanding and having those um, conversations. I, I read a quote earlier this week. It said, um, healthy relationships come through uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. having uncomfortable conversations and that's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being vulnerable is, is really important to that. And, you know, as black men, sometimes we're always taught to be so strong and, and to sort of mask what we're feeling emotionally so we never quite come to those honest conversations because we feel it is taboo to to have those yeah so to reach to reach to reach it's honorable to to be strong but uh there you know if you don't have that vulnerability you really don't have that power that's that's what i find i've been learning as as you get older yeah, so true. I mean, one of the things that I've learned throughout this process of creating my album and releasing my album is, you know, my superpower is vulnerability. Vulnerability really is my superpower. And um, that was one of the things that I've held back for so long is being vulnerable. And you mm -hmm. see the growth, you see the change, you see the healing through being vulnerable. And it is okay to express whatever it is you're feeling. It's okay to express that. So I bask mm -hmm. every emotion. I don't sit in it for a long period of time, but I allow it to, you know, just seep its way out on its own. Now, um, with that being said, you had a little bit of a hiatus in your music career. Um, was that a time to sort of self-reflect and sort of come to terms with these things that you were, were sort of felt you had to avoid for so long? Yeah, I mean, it really was a chance for me to just get to know me, to embrace my own self. Um, it had been 11 years since I've released any type of original material. My album, my second album came out in 2009. It was called The Rebirth Of. And really mm -hmm. at that time, I really wanted it to be like where I can really um, just express myself. That's why it was called The Rebirth Of. But I guess I wasn't... of. I, didn't have that mindset. I didn't have the courage to really show up as myself. So I had to step back and do some um, 
internal work. I had to do some uh, healing, self-discovery, self-reflection, mm-hmm. and just discover and embrace parts of myself. And through that embracement of myself is when I started to fall back in love with music again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I lost passion for music because I was just like, I didn't feel that my music was authentic. It wasn't genuine because I wasn't, I, w- I was being myself, but I wasn't being myself wholeheartedly. So right. mm-hmm. I, it was really important for me to step back. And I was like, if I, you know, if I don't do music again, it's fine that I don't do music again because I really had lost that passion. But then mm-hmm. when I started to embrace myself and uh, accept parts of myself, that's when I, you know, I fell back in love with music again. I was inspired by listening to other artists and seeing other artists perform. And then that's when I tapped back in. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how I, you know, started creating this album. The, uh, the, the industry, have you found that the industry kind of puts you in a box? Like it, it tells, like um, my, my brother-in-law is in the industry as well. And one of the conversations I had with him is that, you know, if you meet with certain people, certain producers or whatnot, they always try and put you into a certain box, a certain category that might not fit you. Mm-hmm. As a, you know, as a young or a black man in a black Canadian in the industry. Have you found that they were trying to put you in this box? Um, I, I guess it's almost like part of the culture um, in a sense. I don't know if it was like, it was almost like subliminal where, you know, you just kind of ride along with what is being done and how the industry works. Um, so I don't know if, you know, a lot of times people aren't even consciously aware of, you know, their actions or their behaviors or what they're actually doing or saying. It just, we, we've gotten used to a way of how the industry works. Um, but for me, um, yeah, I mean, like the producers, the, the industry folk that I had worked with, um, it was just, I guess, in terms of my sexuality, it was like the elephant in the room. Nobody talked about it. And mm. it was just that. So we just kind of rode along with it and nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird because it's just like, okay, hi, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, well, no, I'm not here sort of thing. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, you uh, also, during your hiatus, you were able to take a trip to uh, South Africa. Uh, I read and you talked a little bit about it and how it was sort of life-changing and very inspirational. Was that sort of a catalyst as well to maybe get you back into music after taking a little bit of a break? Actually, it was my trip to Hawaii that was the catalyst in terms of me getting back to writing and creating and releasing original material Um, in 2017 for my birthday, because I generally travel for my birthday. Uh, I decided to take a trip and I was, I generally travel with a group of people, like a group of friends. And so this time I was like in a transitional period. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I decided to take a trip alone by myself and I had never ever been to Hawaii so that's a spot that I wanted to go to so I went to Hawaii by myself an unfamiliar spot space and um yeah that's when I kind of just 
I really started doing the, the work, the self-discovery work. I remember I mm -hmm. went there for a week and uh, the first two days, it was kind of odd. It was weird. And I found myself, you know, just kind of like shedding tears and sometimes not even understanding why I was crying. Um, but I think it was almost like just a purge was happening and just yeah. lots of healing was happening. Um, and, uh, and that's when I really um, started to just tap into who I always was and just and, and embrace parts of myself. And that was the catalyst of um, how this album came about. I came back from Hawaii. I just felt refreshed. I felt renewed. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I started looking for producers. And uh, and then I landed on this producer, Loesch. We were just supposed to uh, write or create two tracks together. It worked so organically that uh, I was just like, Loesch, you have to do this full album. And uh, yeah, the full album happened working with him. Um, but South Africa, um, that was, uh, I took that trip in 2009 and mm -hmm. uh, that was in between writing the album. We had almost been done writing the album. And when I came back, um, we wrote the last song, which was Blood Red Roses. Um, Cause when I went to South Africa, I fell in love with Afro beats mm -hmm. and um, it was just such an inspirational trip and very empowering as a black individual to, um, you know, kind of just step into my blackness because here in North America, there's so many subliminal messages there's so many um, just in terms of uh, psychological conditioning that happens um, as a as a black people that we're not even really conscious about. You yeah. know, when you watch the news, when you watch different shows, um, and it kind of shapes the behavior of how people portray or perceive us and also how we even perceive ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so I really fell in love really with my blackness, just seeing um, black people there and how welcoming and how happy and how joyous they were and how they would interact with each other and their connections. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I came back with a deeper appreciation of my black skin, a deeper appreciation for black people. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, just to embrace and encourage and empower. Cause I think really that's what we need more of. We always hear these negative, negative, um, images and or see these negative images and negative messages that we need more positivity and that's the only way we will rise i mean it's okay for us to look back at where we came from but it's also mm -hmm. where are we trying to go and how can we get there and yeah if we keep seeping ourselves into this trauma then you know how can we really grow from that yeah it's a, it's a hard to break the chain we gotta yeah, really break yeah. the chain yeah, yeah. But yeah, South yeah. Africa, I mean, it was just amazing. Like, um, you know, I remember, I mean, I'm, I'm a very emotional person. So I, re I just remember crying there all the time. But it was almost like I was connecting with my ancestors. Mm -hmm. um, and then just the different excursions that we did from the, the culture tours and just learning about the different tribes in South Africa and the safari tour and hiking Table Mountain in uh, Cape Town, with, which was absolutely amazing. Um, yeah like a three hour hike. But once I made it to the top, it was just an exhilarating uh, feeling. So um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a really amazing experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 The, um, um, the concept of celebrating ourselves, it's, uh, it's something that's lost in our community sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. It sure is. And that's why I had written Blood Red Roses. Blood Red Roses is really about us celebrating us, mm -hmm. um, celebrating us as kings and queens, celebrating our blackness and understanding our strength, our resilience and who we are as a people. 
um, you know, celebrating my own self, because sometimes we don't celebrate ourselves. Mm -hmm. I pat myself on the back so many times. I don't need validation from anybody because I, I give myself the self-encouragement that I need to move forward. And mm -hmm. so not only do I celebrate and, and try and empower others, I do the same for myself. Excellent, man. Now, um, you just recently uh, released an album back in October, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. It was actually released on Derek's birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. so, <laughs> on the yeah. 23rd. It was yeah. released two, and released two days before my birthday. Oh, cool. There you go. Yeah, you yeah. guys are in the, si yeah, our, the same our, week. Our, uh, our, our, our paths are intersecting here, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have Cherry more in common than we think. Yeah. yeah. Know, huh? Cherry, Cherry, Brooke, Cherry no. Brooke in the house. Now, um, it's uh, Bleed My Truth. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounded like you, you've taken quite a journey from sort of coming from the Black community that you came out of, came to Toronto. You were in the Canadian Idol uh, contest, got some recognition recognition from there. So, and then sort of dealing with your own internal demons and right. as such, um, to sort of come where you are to actually, you know what, this is me. I'm stepping into my truth. Uh, this is me. And and you actually have a song which I listened to the other day, and I found it very powerful. Um, me for me. Right. Can you talk a little bit about the inspiration of the album? Yeah, I mean, the inspiration of the album just came from me just bleeding my truth, stepping into the truth of who I am, walking in my truth, embracing myself. Um, and the album has themes of love, you know, self-love, platonic love, romantic love. It has mm -hmm. themes of sexuality and, um, yeah, and just coming to terms with, with self and, and, and realizing the power within. And Me For Me was the first song that we wrote for the album. That was the first time that I met up with the, the producer. Um, wow. And it almost felt like a, a kind of like a, uh, like a blind date. Um, so we went in and I just expressed myself. And, right. and, and through expressing myself, we came up with, uh, with Me For Me which has kind of so many layers to it because it's also about relationship as well um, and just showing up as yourself in, rela in, a, in a relationship, but also like just embracing and, and, and accepting yourself for who you are too. Mm -hmm. So um, it's kind of uh, various meanings to it. Yeah. That's great. And awesome. also a very good message, to, you know, to come into terms with yourself and celebrate yourself, like Derek said, you mm -hmm. know, it's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Do you, do you have any other, uh, anything else before we wrap up, uh, anything coming up that you want to uh, tell us about? Oh uh, gosh, what I have coming up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm releasing a, a live performance video of a song on the album called Hands, um, and then uh, probably do some other creative stuff uh, for the album. Um, during this process, I've enjoyed doing a lot of videos. Um, I've, uh, gosh, I've done uh, ten videos now for this album. I've wow. Done six, yeah, six music videos. Um, four perform live performance videos, and then I did a documentary as well. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, so I've really enjoyed um, just just finding creative things to do to help support the album. And mm -hmm. I say like the album is not just music; it's also about having conversations because of the various themes within the album, and that's really what inspired me to do the documentary. Um, and the documentary is um, just me sitting down with thirteen individuals, a, a very 
diverse group of people um, from ages five to 84 and just asking questions about love and hearing their experiences about love, uh, their insight on love. So um, it was great. We shot that in like one day. And uh, yeah, it was great just sitting down. But um, yeah, the, so uh, uh, I'm looking forward to finding other creative ways to also support the album. And then I'll be working on a new project. Um, so I'm excited about that. Not sure what that's going to look like, but um, I'm, I'm really excited to start to uh, get that creative process flowing. Yeah, well, it sounds like you got uh, you you've you've expanded your sort of repertoire. You know what I mean? Yeah, documentary and sort of really showing who you are as an artist too. Yeah, not yeah, not just through voice, but uh, everything that you learned and and uh, to tell your truth along the way, man. That's yeah, you're very think, you're very inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it really has impacted so many other areas in my life because um, I played small by, you know, hiding myself, hiding mm -hmm. my sexuality. I really played small. And now, um, you know, I'm unapologetic in showing up and also to be a voice, um, to be vocal and have these conversations, um, whether people agree or disagree with it. It's OK. You know what I mean? Because I don't I may have opinions about many different things. I may not agree with um, different things, but mm -hmm. um, um, we still can live in one world and, and be of peace and be of love. Um, and so that's, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the message and the, the vibe that I wish to spread. Yeah. Right I, I have to say, I have to say, Gary, when, when I saw you on Canadian Idol, I had this deep sense of pride uh, seeing this brother from Nova Scotia, this young brother from Nova Scotia doing his thing. And I'm feeling that pride right now. You're, you're, you're doing oh, your thing, man. You. You're doing your thing. Thanks, it's awesome. Appreciate that. Yeah, it is awesome. Um, Jay Jones, take us out. Yeah, thank you for for coming on. Uh, I mean, I reached out because you know my cousin very well. You actually came to one of my shows many years ago um, in Toronto. I was, yeah, I was. It was at the Winchester when I was in a funk band called the Breakdown, and he brought you along. And and uh, when we were looking at guests, I was you know we're always trying to look for someone from Nova Scotia, right, right, especially black. So you popped into my head and uh, that's why I reached out and thank you for being kind enough to take the time and yeah, share no. your inspiring story, man. It's thank really important. Thank you for reaching out. I appreciate it. Anytime I'm here. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the support. Breaking new crab, 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 you have been listening to Down Home. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. On a high plateau, from the one down below to the future of the funk, getting lost in the flow. Contact with the spot, McEx. Now it's time to flex. The song Breaking New Ground from the breakdown. As you reach your next phase, laying it all on the line. New trail stop to blaze. It's a fire inside. A brand new path, breaking down the sum to one. Feeling free, I just laugh.